Welcome once again to your moment with the voice of God. In every generation, there must be a voice that speaks over the generation, a voice that speaks the heart and speaks the mind of God. If you are here right now in this moment, it is because the Spirit has led you and helped you to locate your place and your time to hear that voice of our generation. People of God, we have been on an incredible journey of preparation to finally enter in to opening the scrolls in the book of Revelation. And this past week has been a week of diligently opening and dissecting that which was released to us last week. For those of you that joined us in the last broadcast, you will remember that our prophet talked to us that it wasn't just about the heart and the mind being pure and prepared, but the Lord was also looking at our works, at our toil and our labor. He also touched on Deuteronomy chapter 1, where he spoke about God that went before the Israelites into the promised land, but yet because of an evil generation, they were not able to taste that which was reserved for them. Once again, it is our honor and our privilege to be here in the studio with our prophet and our man of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. Would you help me welcome our prophet? Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, always my joy. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dad. It has been a privilege and an honor to be able to sit at your table and to be able to taste such incredible food. You know, you have been giving us food that we have never tasted before. We have read it on menus. We have seen it from a distance. We've heard talk about it, but we've never tasted such good food until this moment. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're too kind and generous with your words. Thank you. I'm honored and thank you too for being a voice. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. We are all a voice in our own capacity. So we want to thank God for that uh, grace that the Lord has given us. Uh, Wednesday was fun. I enjoyed the questions and but no more. We we done with that topic. We we head to different topics. We'll continue with uh, what we've been learning from the Book of Ezra, mm. and I look forward for today. That was a beautiful teaching, by the way, on Wednesday. I received texts and messages from people saying how blown away they were by the information that came into their spirits. Some of those, the ones that asked the questions or going on and how they asked those questions. I never knew that so much information was going to come from the questions that they were asking you. It, it gives us a great pleasure to be able to look on our Father and what the Spirit is giving and to see such a deep well that we get to come to all the time. I think uh, what people don't realize is it's not just one person that I'm answering to is because uh, otherwise then it has to be with just that individual. Mm. So then we have to probe in to see what questions were not asked. We have to probe into the spirit to see what questions are right now going through their mind. 
And so we, it is a grace. I cannot take any credit for that. It is a grace and I am very grateful that the Lord is leading us, that He is leading me to lead His bride. So, we thank God. Are you ready for this morning? Dad, we are so hungry. Last week when you were speaking to us, you you spoke from Revelation, you spoke from Psalm, you spoke from Deuteronomy. And when you were covering the topic of toiling and laboring and the fact that still God was looking at us and he noticed that the church of Ephesus from Revelation chapter 2, yeah. that they, in their toil and in their labor, God was pleased with them. And he was also pleased with the fact that they endured and that they did not tolerate evil. God was pleased with that. And you know, after you preached that message, we were able to see that there was so much more that you had to give. Like there was just so much more. And yet you said, the Spirit was saying we needed to first diligently digest what was given to us. I'm, I'm learning. I'm also learning because I, f I feel that uh, I have to I have to thank God for Mama Tini who helps me see because sometimes I start sharing and um, I share everything that is on that I'm learning and and then I realize the individual that asked that question was not committed for that that much of an answer. They just wanted an encouragement. Uh, but then I, I had given that the, the point at which I was learning from. Uh, that is in a way not fair. Uh, in a way, we have to make sure to carry everybody with us. Um, so I think uh, it, it is required to make sure that uh, we are not just sharing everything. And we're, that we are making sure that we are able to carry people with us. I think that that is part of that diligence too, um, that I have to be conscious about. Uh, but we, we are here, so, so we'll uh, handle those things today. We are here. And uh, we are very hungry to hear what was left on the table. Yeah. Yes, I, I've just realized that that we left off that was a portion of that was so let's try and finish that half the was that was left off yes. uh, oh how much can we do today we'll let the lord lead us and i believe that Today is very special and uh, I have already shared with you about how we have to be very diligent in handling this word, especially the new series that we are talking about. More because the attitude in which we speak from 
can determine the level of grace that will remain on us. So we can talk about a scripture, even about what the Lord has spoken. But the 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 if the Lord who sees everything, the attitude in which I am speaking, and the attitude in which you are listening from, is all being weighed in heaven. Constantly our thoughts and actions and words are being weighed in heaven. So if we begin to deal with any subject for that matter and we do it in a prideful way, we are in a dangerous place where grace can be removed from us. Mm. You know, Dad, I remember last week when you were talking, you were talking about going into the book of Ephesus. You said it was a post-mortem that was being performed. Exactly. You said we were we were cutting open and we had to be careful of how we examine the flaws. That is why Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 I believe it says about how you correct somebody. And it's saying that you have to do it in a certain gentleness. And there is a reason why you have to do it in, in the spirit of gentleness. Because when you don't show kindness, then you forfeit kindness. Wow. When you withhold mercy, mm-hmm. when you are judging, correcting someone, then you withhold that grace from covering you. And uh, so we can even fall into the trap. We may not even realize that we are talking about a scripture, but the way we analyze it and the way we speak about it is all being simultaneously weighed by God and weighed by Satan. So Satan who looks at us talking and this teaching and all that and acting like, hey, we know about it. Hey, the guy will test you. He'll be like, look at this guy's attitude. So these are there are dangerous topics that we have to walk carefully. The more sensitive we are about the things of God, the more grace is released. I don't know about you, but I need that grace. I need that grace. I need that grace. So that is why we said we will walk carefully, understanding and learning. And uh, that is why Revelation 2, verse 2, requires special attention, even though it was just half more verse that I left out. Let's try and handle that again today. Please, if you can help me read that scripture, Pastor. Revelation chapter 2, verse 2. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles, and are not, and found them to be false. 
the scripture is talking about a portion where the lord is saying i have seen how you have examined the false apostles and you have located that the truth was not in them when the truth is not in them the lies are present in them mm-hmm. wow now here's a disclaimer the best of us have the worst in us if we give satan a foothold but even the worst out there have the potential for the best when they surrender their life to Christ Amen. that being the aspect we want to consider and say they were people that crept among them and you will see that um even apostle paul many times when they write epistles he would keep talking about uh, be careful you know guys what are you listening give them products he would he would keep on talking about how you have too many countless guides but you only have one father um the reason why they, he would have to say that is because they would be guides that would enter into them to deceive them to distract them and take them away from the truth so now you got to understand these were moments that happened in the new testament after one of the greatest outpour so you're looking at if that happened then how much more is happening right now wow. that that there are people that would enter in the name of the lord mm. and try to take advantage last was it last week or the week before i think i believe the week before on a wednesday i taught you about how three kinds of ministers oh yes i told you the first one that everybody knows about is the false prophets the false teachers the false and uh, i said the way we differentiate the false is that they are intentional about taking people away from the lord they are intentional they know who they are it's not like they are accidentally doing it they are come with they are wolves in sheep's clothing and they don't care about mm. um about what the lord wants they want to take advantage of the body of christ and they are sent by satan and they they will refuse to say jesus christ is the only way the truth and the life um we talked about cults that form so we won't go into any of that and then i talked about the second group which apostle paul talked about and he said uh, there are people that serve the lord from selfish ambitions they are and then he goes on to say um, but yet because the gospel is preached i rejoice okay so this group 
is not the same as the first group that we talked about. Uh, and then I talked about then there are the genuine lovers of the Lord. Okay. Um, now, even among the people that are in the truth, mm-hmm. there are many kinds of ministers. So, what Paul is saying is that they are doing it out of greed, yet I am rejoicing because the gospel is being shared. So there is one such group, right? That's the group that that is very hard to understand. Because how can Apostle Paul say he is still rejoicing when he knows that these guys are selfish and greedy? Yes. What audacity does he have? Because obviously he is now understanding the heart of God. He's now understanding that not everybody is serving the Lord out of sincere heart. So there will definitely be people that will have their own motives of serving the Lord, but yet they are not false prophets. Yet they are not belonging to the Lucifer's group. Yet are they the best? No. I remember one time I was looking at somebody and it was very, it was a very arrogant um, kind of um, a minister, very uh, like quick tongue and you know, very harsh, like I won't be able to survive uh, 45 minutes under that roof, you know. Mm. And uh, much younger, I was much younger uh, and I was like very passionate. I said, oh, this doesn't make sense. How can he be a man of God? Da, 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 da. Look at the way. Ay, 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 ay. Maturity, yeah. So I was talking to another senior man of God, and uh, I remember him saying, "He said, he said, Shaju, do you see how many people are following him?" So I said, "Yes." I said, "He said, obviously they are following him because they are receiving something from him." He said. You you don't like this manner in which he is speaking. But he has thousands of people that understand the manner in which he speaks. And he went on to say, he said, in fact, these guys will never submit to a nice, humble man of God. They want a rough and tough talking man of God. Wow. That made me start thinking. He said there was a whole group of people that would only submit to a rough and tough speaking man of God. Mm-hmm. And here I was feeling uh, superior because I didn't have that kind of uh, language. And yet he was leading the Lord's bride that only understood that kind of a language. So, and then I still remember this. He said this one more line. He said, so there is a use for even such kind of ministers in the body of Christ. Wow. After that day, I decided not to judge men of God because they don't suit my taste. Mm -hmm. 
Because some people will, for them, in their head, a nice man of God would be a simple white shirt, simple trousers, you know, he doesn't wear a tie. Um, he doesn't wear a shiny shoe, but he's just wearing a sandals like Jesus days. Um, he doesn't drive an expensive car, but he asks the believer, can you drop me? Uh, all that would make make people think, okay, this guy may be the, the humble man of God. But that is in this individual's eyes. Now, if there is somebody else that say, you know, I want my man of God to be sharp, sharp. I want, um, you know, he, he represents me, my house, my family, my church, my city. Yeah. I want him, this is, this is, you know. Um, and then there are some other people that says, I, my, I need my man of God uh, to be shining like gold. You know, I need him to step on a golden plate. Uh, that's, that's, that's your, you know. Um, they are drawn to people that are flushing their riches on their Instagram. Um, they are drawn to people that that uh, are showing off their latest podcasts. Uh, that is also a group. Leave them to be. There's another powerful verse in the Bible. Romans 14 verse 4. Who are you to judge another master's servant? Whether he rises or falls is up to him. And he is able to make him stand. Now that being said, God is saying, yet I have seen that you have examined somebody and found that they are false okay so now we have to now learn to make the differentiation between when is the lord saying don't judge another servant's master and when is the lord saying pay attention yes okay when you have that kind of a scenario let me make it easy let me make it easy when it is a matter of your soul, when an individual is teaching the word, you have to be careful that this individual is not sent by Satan mm. oh. to take you away from the Lord. Mm. Because there are people, famous people, that call themselves Christian. They have talk shows. Famous, if I tell you the name, I'm sure you, most of you would know. They use the name of the Lord. Once in a while, they'll quote some scriptures. But they are not sent by the Lord. So you, you have to know those are the culprits that you have to be careful of. But what has happened in our generation? is that we have lost the grace to differentiate both, to discern the both. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, if I don't like your dressing, okay, if I look at your watch, your jacket, 
than if I don't like the way you have cut, you shaped your beard. Um, I'm going to now start launching an attack on you. Some people say, I don't believe that you should speak in tongues and loud, but this man speaks in tongues. I'm going to start launching an attack on you. So you're looking at what has happened in our generation is that we have lost the grace to carry ourselves with dignity. Wow. And it is a temptation that every believer faces because we have social media that gives a mic to everybody. So we are quick to defend the name of the Lord without realizing that the Lord himself is a mighty and fearful judge. That anybody that wants to take his place must carefully look into their spirits. Because God's silence does not mean that he will not take his position as a judge. So it is a a temptation that every time I look at a man of God who doesn't fit my theology. Mind you, at this point of my life, with, with the amount of information that God has exposed my spirit to, it is very easy for me to look at a man of God and go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things. His spirit's understanding is incomplete in this area. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not boasting, but it won't take me long. If I can hear a two-minute video, I'm able to say, okay, this is, this is where the weight of the man of God is. Do you know how dangerous that is, man of God? Because it's very quick for me to launch into an attack. And I have noticed that most when they do, it is also a reflection of their insecurities. Mm-hmm. So you are seeing something that is troubling them. So I am going to scream as loud as how terrible you are because I am condemning myself of something that is missing. So I want to scream on top of my voice and bring attention to you so that you don't see my lack. You don't see my failure. You don't see where I missed the boat. So it's easier. It's like when somebody divorces, you see, is the most terrible thing that can happen to somebody. When you have a, a, a couple, that have journeyed a long while together Mm -hmm. and then they separate. Now, she is telling all the uh, friends about his weaknesses and flaws. And all the while, she never says what her mistakes are. Why? Because she's trying hard to tell people, please accept me, don't judge me. So she is going to maximize throwing dirt on him just to make sure that people don't question or ask her, what did you do wrong? What was your mistakes? Or were you perfect? 
So when you see that attitude of perfection, that's when you have to walk away. That judgmental attitude of, I, I know everything, I am right. There are many aspects about examining a man of God. But yet, many, most people will just hold on to that one aspect where you say you judge the tree by its fruits. But I can tell you this, that a fruit is not seen on a tree immediately. Fruit takes time. Yes. In fact, some fruits, even after they appear, you still can't tell. So you would see a tree with fruits, but you still can't tell if it's good fruit. Yeah. Yeah. You can only know if it's a good fruit after it is fully ripe. Now, too many times I have been fooled by these markets here in Canada where they have nice yellow shining mangoes and I'm like, man, this is the, the brightest yellow I have seen. I'm taking the whole carton home and I take it home and I open one and I'm like, what in the world is this? Oh, no. This doesn't taste like a mango. So you could look. So there must be, there must be many other measurements. Mm -hmm. There must be many other measurements. If I can touch on a few yes, today, just to help you understand. Let me tell you, when I share this, don't always keep looking at everybody around. This is lessons for yourself first. Amen. Yeah, that is why the the memory verse that we all know from Sunday school talks about before you um, try to take point out to the speck in your brother's eyes, you have to take out the log in your own eyes. Yes. Okay, so the focus is us. We are learning about us. Yeah. One of the important things that we need to look in is that the source behind that teaching. Because like I said, if you're waiting for the fruit to appear, fruit takes time, but you're already at that individual's ministry. Mm -hmm. You have to pay attention to that source or the backing behind and it's very critical because there are many kinds of ministries mm -hmm. and some of them, the source may not be pure form. And the way you are able to tell that is if you are properly connected to the Lord. Because mind you, if you are not properly connected to the Lord, you are not able to tell the difference. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Only if you are with the Lord, you can identify something that is not of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You will sense that their spirit. They're doing things, but you're like, hmm. Now, you can't just assume that 
just by your spirit because most of the spirits are not trained to understand other spirits okay so when somebody is not trained to understand other spirits what you are referring to as what i feel that i feel peace or i don't feel peace you're talking about your limited exposure oh wow or your limited understanding yeah. or your ignorance now you cannot confuse that as oh, i feel the lord saying this or thus says the lord because many people make mistakes with that yeah. because they judge something they don't understand because their exposure of their spirit is limited so they don't have the capacity to judge the spirit what we need to pay attention to is that the words that is coming from their mouth there is a backing there is a source that it is coming out from are those words that are coming is it coming simply from a textbook is it coming simply from a classroom is this human intellect is this a spirit filled information yeah we have to pay attention to that mm-hmm. now i'm not saying that if someone is teaching you from a human intellect that is wrong but definitely one is superior than the other and the longer you are leaning on the arm of flesh the closer you are to errors the longer you lean on the spirit the closer you are to opening doors that take you to new levels and to new dimensions in the spirit so you can spend an hour hearing words that are coming to you and you don't think anything much about it because you're thinking oh he has a title it says he's a pastor it says he has a church or oh, it looks like he is somebody that is famous on instagram you have spent an hour hearing him not realizing that you have also been exposed to the source that he carries wow this began to change the way i listen to people because i realize i'm not just exposed to words i am being exposed to the spirit behind the words so you have to pay diligence in what you meditate on yes yes what you meditate on if you study the gospel of luke you will see a moment where mary when she receives this word from the lord the bible says she kept it in her heart and she meditated on it often often so you're looking at when the word is coming to you you are subconsciously meditating on it come on yes that is going into your spirit your spirit is now receiving a certain formation mm-hmm. now you see 30 years later 
what Mary heard in her spirit manifested as substance. So who you listen to is as critical as what you listen to. Because that word is creating substance in you. So what substance must form is up to you. So there are some people that say, I want to hear everything. I want to know everything. There are some informations that will be toxic to your spirit. It is one such information that Eve heard that took her away from the Lord. What is the source behind that word? It's very critical that we learn to exercise our spirit muscles to say, I'm not going to run and listen. This is the reason why you will see Apostle Paul saying that I'm sending my son who is a beloved and faithful in Christ, my son Timothy. I'm sending him to you and he will teach you my ways in Christ. Not somebody else's ways. Because every single individual have their own way. So I, what I'm going to teach you is what my experience is. What my walk is. And I said that to somebody. I hope you have a man of God that is bold enough to say, imitate my ways. Because he has a way. Amen. Not a textbook. Not just, you know, this is what my mother taught me. This is what my family is. This is what my tradition says. No, 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 no. Somebody who's walked with God enough to say, I have encountered a way. I have encountered a manner. I have encountered, I have an experience. I have an experience. I have an experience. An experience with God will always give you a greater advantage than all the knowledge in the world that people can boast about an experience with the Lord. And he's saying, I'm sending you this guy, not anybody else, because he will teach you my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere. So he's being very particular saying that when this man of God comes to you, he is going to be faithful to transfer the information according to the transfer he has received into his spirit. He is going to make it sure that what is being transferred to your spirit is not the adulterated level of information. That he will maintain that standard. He will maintain that grace of revelation. Yeah. He will not go beyond it. Neither will he go under it. He will represent that grace right. I pray that we will have such sons and daughters. That will represent that revelation. 
in its entirety and in its capacity and in its fullness and in its glory in the mighty name of Jesus. God, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. The source. Know the source. Smell it. Enjoy it. Dance in it. But you should know it. Don't just go by everything that is spoken. Don't just be carried by the words. Know the backing from where it is coming from. Where are these words being derived from? Yeah. Is this an intellectual exercise? Or is this a spiritual dominion Come on. that is being exercised from the altar? Is this an intellectual exercise of what this man of God heard 30 years ago? Or is this a manna that is coming? What is the source? Now, the second thing I can give you is the scope. The source, number two, the scope of their assignment. The, the scope is the extent of their assignment. What is the reach of their assignment? I tell you, God has not given everyone everything but he has certainly given everyone something, including people. Amen. Including people. Mm -hmm. That means that I have to understand where God is sending me to. And I also have to understand whom God is not sending me to. Otherwise, I'll be a very discouraged believer. I'll be a very discouraged man of God. Every time somebody doesn't understand what I'm saying, I will be very disappointed and depressed because I want everybody to understand me. I want everybody to accept me. I want everybody to celebrate me. And when that doesn't happen, is going to be very devastating. Now, the reason why many people go astray is because they were under a ministry, but they never bothered to ask, was this individual sent for me? Mm -hmm. Just because it is available to you does not mean it was sent to you. And that detail is very critical for us so that because there is all kinds of ministries out there. Yeah. All kinds of individuals out there. But not everyone was sent by the Lord to everybody. God gives them specific assignment. That is why Apostle Paul says an, an effective door has been a wide door has been open for me. That means that you are not supposed to take every door that is open for you. You are supposed to know 
is this opened by the lord or is it opened by the enemy just because it is open does not mean that it is from the lord it can also be opened by the enemy you take that door that be the end of you wow okay not every ministerial appointment is for you not every minister is for you if we are not careful we will find that being under a ministry that you're not supposed to be under mm-hmm. your minis- your life your spiritual life will begin to shrivel mm-hmm. because there is no enough spirit in that ministry to sustain your spirit yeah yeah that is where i said at what point do you jump the ship mm-hmm. when your spirit is no more fed and now your soul is in the danger of living in a compromise and thereby losing your seat in heaven that is the moment where you know okay now i am in danger wow now i am in danger so you're looking at people that will just randomly allow every voice in their life they are in great danger i know that many people watches from many nations i know that many of our spiritual sons and their children that tune into me but here's a caution that i want to give to my grandchildren in the lord if i can say our great grandchildren in the lord that I'm really proud of. Thank you for uh tuning in faithfully. I appreciate that. But have you heard your man of God this week? Have you been to your church this week? Yeah. If you haven't honored your man of God, what are you doing trying to honor me? how does that work that there was somebody that god sent into your life mm-hmm. and he yeah. definitely has a word that only he can give to you you see when grandparents come they spoil the, the children right yeah. they give them whatever they want you know they ask them which restaurant do you want or what food do you want you know let's buy you it But you go to papa mommy they would be like hmm? ah you guys don't get that you you need to eat more vegetables yeah no matter how much i'm anointed by the lord mm-hmm. there is certain vegetables that only your pastor can give you that your man of god has to give you without eating that you are growing weak so the enemy has a way of bringing pride into an individual yeah. now you start missing your spiritual father's food and now you are straight receiving from grandpa's table yeah. and then now you go back to your man of god and you start acting like you know better than your father mm. you see 
there is one such knowledge that the bible talks about that causes you to puff up now you are no more being benefited and all of a sudden you will start seeing that you isolate yourself in your own church and you feel like you are superior than everybody else because there is an information in your spirit that your others are not getting why because that was a test to see how much you submit the where god has planted you was a test and you have failed that test you have forgotten who god sent for you so protecting your spirit now it's completely a different story when your man of god um, tells you listen you need to listen to this video you need to hear now the, every instruction carries a protection Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. But have you done your due diligence to the one that God sends you? Because no. you know, I was not able to help a certain individual. I don't know if I should share this, but if it helps, I wasn't able to help for a long time, and I found out. I kept saying, "Lord, is my son? Please, Lord, help me. Please help him. Please help him." Please. Mm-hmm. praying for him and uh, god give him a break for some reason i am not able to penetrate through him and then the lord told me ask him when was the last time he's heard your teaching as i am saying that i began to see the face of benny hin so Instead of asking him when was the last time you heard my preaching I said when was the last time you heard Benny Hinn I said ah last week I heard him ah the week before I was hearing him talking about the tabernacle and he started giving me information about what teachings he was and then then I asked him I said okay when was the last time you heard our teaching Ah, we we've been have uh, been you know so busy. I want to catch up. So I started laughing. I said, "Wow, this is so interesting." So here is a young man that wants to receive from the grace that is on my life. Mm-hmm. Yet he has not even heard the word that brings that grace on their life. Yes. So I I, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love the the man of God, uh, but. the difference here was he, he's desiring a breakthrough a grace to work through my ministry i was being sent into his life and yet he had not taken time devoted time to the one that god was sending yes and it's also because <laughs> because uh, i you know when i teach you this please don't think that i'm teaching and like i said we have this postmortem has to be very thorough i'm not speaking as as if somebody have never done that i've done that we have this celebrity mentality in the church we love famous people we love people on television we we have that nature we run after forgetting yes forgetting it's so critical 
that we understand what is the scope of that man of god while you are searching for anything bad you may still be missing the mark because you are not understanding the scope of their assignment learn to breathe don't be carried away by every visiting man of god learn to know who you are where you are planted yeah in that rest there is maturity in that rest there is grace now with social media open up every you are everywhere yeah. running after everything anything that moves anything that is shouting hallelujah you have to be careful learn maturity learn to rest in what is coming to you there is a grace there is a blessing i hope you, they can handle more do we go on we're hungry for more my oh god we have to be conscious about the presence of the lord on their life like i said we are not just examining right now we don't want to just wait till finding that the fruit was bad we want to be ahead of the game yes there is the danger now that you can have the gift of the lord in your life and yet the gift giver is drawn away from you and this is probably the biggest challenge that every man of god goes through when the lord calls us when the call of god is upon our life he blesses us with a grace he blesses us with a gift and the bible says the gifts of the lord is irrevocable so when the lord gives he gives but majority of people they do not continue where they started there are some things that got you started in the things of god simple small things that release that grace and the gift to you now the gift is already yours yes. the grace is already yours but you don't any longer continue in that pursuit that got everything started mm-hmm. when you are new in the lord you develop beautiful habits beautiful character beautiful way of loving jesus after a few years in the lord you begin to see that you lower your passion for the lord and you see that in the beginning the lord was so pleased with you and he released grace on your life a gift on your life but now the grace is on you the gift is on you 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 get into a point where now it becomes a religious activity and now you don't care for the presence of god anymore 
So, some people, it's very difficult for him, for them to fathom that you could receive a gift from the Holy Spirit and yet not have the Holy Spirit relevant in your life. One of the best examples is when the prodigal son received the gift from the father. Yes. Now the gift was his. He was yet able to go farther away from the father. You look at Judas in the Bible. Mm. He was anointed, gifted by the Lord. Even he casted demons out. Yeah. He was among the group that went, was sent out two by two and they cast demons out, they healed the sick. They did wonders. They did so much wonder that the Bible says that they saw Satan, Jesus saw Satan fall like lightning. Now that, in that testimony, in that ministry, in that episode, Judas was there too. Yet, with that gift, what was his ending? At some point, the presence of the Lord was withdrawn. If you look at Lucifer, that was in heaven. All the power that he had, he was one of the most powerful angels in heaven. He was the most gifted, most talented. And while he was there in heaven, he had wrong thought that got him kicked out. A thought, a thought, a a wrong thought caused him to lose the favor of the Lord. We have to guard our hearts every day because certain thoughts can make you lose the favor of the Lord. You're looking at, he was kicked out of heaven. Yet today, the power that Lucifer has does not belong to Lucifer. The gifts that he has does not belong to Lucifer. The creativity that Lucifer has today does not belong to him. It belongs to the Lord. Yet, Lucifer functions in it even today. But the presence is further away from it. Now, everything that is a result of that gift, the production that comes out of that gift, is adulterated. Music was his gift from the Lord. But you still hear music today, but it is adulterated version of it. You see artistry, creativity was all part of him. Dominion was part of him. He was a cherub that covered. But all that you see that in action even today around the world, but yet, it is not the one that glorifies the Lord. It is the adulterated production yeah. of a gift from the Lord that didn't remain with the Lord. You see how Saul was still a king, but the presence of the Lord had left him. That being the king, that calling was from the Lord. Yet the presence had left him. Now there was an evil spirit upon him. 
He was now continuing in that call, in that throne, but under the influence of an evil spirit. So once the presence of God leaves us, then you're looking at a replacement of an evil spirit. Then that will begin to lead that individual. We have to be aware that it is not just the words that matter. It is the presence of God that is the seal of a man and woman of God. You will see the moment where Moses cries to the Lord. And God speaks to Moses and says, you know what, I'll make your name great. I'll let you go in. I'll let you guys have success in that manner. And yet Moses cries to the Lord and says, Lord, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. Because you can enter into a blessing and not have the presence of the Lord. You can end, have a gift and not have the presence of the Lord. You can have a calling and not have the presence of the Lord. You can have dominion and keep on expanding. But what makes us different is the presence of God that we carry. There are all kinds of musicians out there. But what will make your worship team different is the presence of God that you carry in your spirit. What makes an apostle an apostle is not even the success of numbers that surround him. Is the question, is the, does he have the audience of the one? the Lord, the audience of the Lord in his life. Now, if you will turn with me to the book of Mark, I want to take you to the place where the Lord Jesus anointed his apostles. If you can go to the gospel of Mark chapter 3, verse 13 onwards, 13 to 15. Mark chapter 3, mm. starting in verse 13. Mm. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. We are talking about examining apostles. Mm -hmm. And you cannot examine without understanding this verse. This verse is the moment where he first appointed apostles. You cannot understand how to test, what measure to use to test. Because most people, the way the test is wrong, 
they test with the volume they test with the, their favorite voice they test with their interpretation they like mm-hmm. you know everybody has their own interpretations so who's right so they they decide if that individual is right based on their appearance different measures but what is the lord's measure if the letter belongs to the lord we have to ask the author what is your perspective of an apostle so number 1 are you ready for this now i'm ready for it come on i hope you still with all your attention with me because this is a journey that is worth he called those whom he desired so an apostle is somebody who the desire of the lord is upon him and he calls them to him the desire of the lord okay it might seem like the obvious but i want to now show you why it is more than just obvious the word apostle in greek means the sent one or the messenger mm. okay so that is what you see here he takes people that he desires brings them why so that he can send them out and we all know that and he sent them out to preach to cast demons out so that part everybody is excited about but i want you to now read that verse one more time mm-hmm. apostle means sent ones okay that we have established but there is a detail that we must now pay attention it is the details that makes us great okay so you can't just examine by saying are they sent the scope of their assignment sent to whom are they sent to okay that is just a part now the part that i need you to pay attention the fourth point is this please read that again and he went up on the mountain mm. and called to him so a mountain we've touched mountain a few weeks ago the elevated place mm-hmm. so where is he sending the apostles from from the mountain from a mountain and elevated he could have anointed them anywhere people of god yet where he chose to anoint them is by going up to the mountain please remember our god is an intentional god he is a specific god he is into details he could have done that in in peter's mother-in-law's house he could have done that on the way on on the beach when they met them no 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 in fact the lord jesus spent all night praying on that mountain top before he could call them up to the mount he spent all night praying because when he's about to send these people he's not just going to send them up where they come from the source was important 
that's the first point that I talked about. So what is the source that you're talking about? He is taking them up. So when you see an apostle coming from, you're not just looking at natural uh, geographical elevation. You're looking up from a spiritual elevation. Because going up to the mountain was not just a geographical change in altitude. It was a, a spiritual shift. He was sticking them up in the things of God, praying all night, inviting them up into his space, inviting them up after praying all night. When somebody like Jesus says, come to me, <laughs> people of God, he is not just inviting you to a Bible study. He is now inviting you into his space. He is now inviting you into that spiritual realm. He is now inviting you into that dimension. So come up here. Why is it important for them to come up, come up there? Anyway, he's going to send them down. Can he not then send them down from wherever they are? We have to take it seriously. With the word coming to us week after week, why is the word coming to us? Because the word is about to manifest. Before the word can manifest, it wants you to come to that word. As you draw near to the word, the word will manifest in your life. Mary often thought about the words that came into her spirit. It took 30 years for it to manifest. But she meditated it often, long enough, to the point where now she began to see the manifestation of the spoken word that was spoken into her spirit 30 years ago. Some people have quit after three years. Some others have quit after three months because their spirit did not have capacity to keep on running after, to going back to that source of information in the spirit. Did not have the humility to go back to the source. The Lord Jesus has come up so I can send you down. <laughs> come up. Come up here. Mm. Most people that hear sermons are not even aware that there is a place where a man of God is supposed to come down from. It doesn't matter. They hear some jokes, they hear some oratory word that they're easily pleased. They're ready to go and have some 
order some french fries and mcchicken as a takeaway on a sunday afternoon they had already planned the day not realizing that the word that is inviting them up is the word that is going to send them out the word that is inviting you into the inner chambers is the word that is going to send you out to the nations he appointed them and he is anointing them for what to be to be apostles to be apostles so he is appointing them to be apostles and okay go on so that they might be with him hold on i thought it was the preaching part right but the preaching part comes later before he can talk about sending them out to preach he's saying there is something greater that i want from them if you're going to be an apostle if you're going to be my apostle the lord jesus is saying before you preach before you cast demons out there's something else that i'm anointing you and appointing you for that is to do what it's to be with the lord is to be with the lord is to be with him is to be with him the lord jesus is looking at his apostles criteria number 1 is that they know how to go where the lord is and that is where he is anointing them and from that position they are sent out but when they are sent out they should never forget their primary calling and their primary calling was to be with him proximity to him nearness with the lord so when you look at these people they have examined them and found out that they are a lie why because they have the title of apostles they have been everywhere except at the feet of the lord and that people of god is a place where the lord is inviting you to today no matter what your calling is no matter what your assignment is your foremost assignment is to be with the lord the presence of the lord the nearness of the lord to enjoy your fellowship with him to enjoy a relationship with the lord no matter what you do on earth no matter what you build on earth no matter what ministry we do on earth nothing is more important than us being at the presence of the lord <laughs> this is not somebody else's words this is 
the words of the Lord Jesus saying that the reason I'm anointing them the reason I'm pointing them as apostles is that number one that they might be with me sitting with the Lord it does something it does something sitting in the presence of the Lord does something so apostles knew that and I thought if you can go to the book of Acts chapter 6 verse 1 onwards please yeah now in these days mm. when the disciples were increasing in number mm. a complaint by the hellenists arose against the hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution okay so there was a certain department of uh, charity that they had established to sustain their own believers that's something that people need to understand mm-hmm. okay that is why the scripture says they have nobody among them that had need because there is a grace and blessing coming to those that are taking care of the ones that have been washed by the blood of Jesus okay but among them there is now a, a, a complaint that everybody has not received equal attention yeah they're like hey because it was the apostles the 11 apostles because one fellow took off so there's left with 11 so the 11 there is a complaint about them that we are not getting enough attention there is discrepancy the the amount of distribution is not equal so whether that be food about hound attention counseling whatever they're saying this is not equal distribution some of us we feel we have we don't get enough we are being left out okay now until then it was the disciples that took that initiative so they decided something go on what did they how did they respond to that complaint yeah and in verse 2 and the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples and said it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of god to serve tables so these guys calls everybody because the complaint is among them so he calls them all he said listen we got to fix this complaint he said it is not right so please details So the way they did was not like oh I'm sorry about your complaints we are going to do better we're going to try our best and we're going to uh, like yeah, spread them soft too thin no so we are, we're not giving into this complaint it's a valid complaint but we are not going to give into this complaint you see these are tough decisions that an apostle must make and then what does he say what do they say it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of god to serve tables so he's saying that this administrative duty cannot be compromised but there is something else that we cannot compromise either and that is the preaching of the word 
But the preaching of the word is not just preaching of the word. There is something else that is that they have learned from their Lord, from their Master. What is that? To be with the Lord. Let us read how is how they they address that situation. Then in verse three, therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men hmm. of good repute, okay. full of the Spirit hmm. and of wisdom, hmm. who we will appoint to this duty. Hmm. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Okay. Now he's saying. we need guys to be appointed for this administrative work he said but there is a recommendation from them of who it should be somebody full of the spirit and full of wisdom this is for to work in the kitchen in the church they are looking for somebody full of the spirit Why brother I'm why why do you need full of the spirit to cook food but that was the standard they followed whether it being an asha or a security or a kids ministry every believer that is partaking in any job even if it is to wash the washroom may that individual be somebody that's full of the spirit amen we want the spirit in every area amen we don't want just a drama we want a spirit led drama amen we don't want just a singer we want somebody that is full of the spirit amen we don't want just an usher when somebody greets that usher they must come in contact with the spirit that is full in them amen it means that the spirit can be half and not full wow wow it can be limited and not overflowing now this is the administration we're talking we're not talking about preaching yet is that and what are they going to dedicate themselves for they're going to dedicate themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word So in the beginning they saying we can't compromise the teaching. So they are instead they saying we are going to focus on prayer and the ministry of the word. So I want you to see the difference. He's saying that we we can't compromise on the word. But not because they couldn't they didn't know what to preach. So you're saying that you cannot feed them till 7 o'clock and then 7 o'clock come up on the pulpit and just preach. Oh. Why not, brother? Because they're saying that we have to pray and do the ministry of the word. Meaning it's not just you come up on the platform and you open your mouth and you just start teaching them what uh Jesus taught you uh 2 years ago and guys I we learned this and no 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 we don't want to hear your experience mm-hmm. we want to see the source man yes we want to see that as an apostle you know what the lord wants from you mm-hmm. yes and it is he's saying no 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 we want to take care of you but there is something else that we can do to take care of you that is we 
commit ourselves to pray. So please, can I work this a little more for just for us to have a comprehensive understanding? They are saying they are not being fed well. It's a complaint that their physical needs are not taken care of. And they're saying, we will get somebody else to do that for you. But we will not do it. We will instead focus on prayer and the ministry of the word. Why? Because when the ministry of the word is coming from a place of a high mountain, people of God, that word can change things for you physically. That word is superior place, more important than us being part of serving food for you. That is why I say we have compromised our leaders by expecting the pastors have to be there at the birthday party, has to be there at the funeral party. Mm-hmm. They have to be the ones conducting the wedding. They have the They have limited them to this chores in the church, mm-hmm. wherein they say, "Please leave us alone for a higher dimension of ministry." What do you prefer? Do you prefer being physically fed more than being spiritually fed? Because that's their prayer right now, saying, leave us to prayer and the ministry of the word. Now, I want you to notice they did not say preaching of the word. So true. (laughs) They say ministry of the word. Because the word is a ministration. That means you need to first encounter the word Mm -hmm. before the word is used to be taught and preached. That is why it's called a ministry. Otherwise, they could have just say oration or just preaching. But it is more than just preaching. It is a journey. So they're saying that we would prefer isolating ourselves into this journey so that when the word comes to you it just doesn't come with soothing words it comes to you in the fullness of the spirit the word of God in the power of the spirit that's what is coming to somebody right now when that comes it will be better than us serving you physical food. <laughs> again, 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 again. I got to I got to say this out to when the spiritual manna comes, mm. it will be better than a physical meal. It will strengthen your bones. Mm-hmm. It will strengthen your spirit. It will strengthen every area. The word that is coming. Is strengthening your finances. The word that is coming to your spirit. Ah, because of your proximity to the Lord, your nearness with the Lord, 
the word and the spirit makes everything holy first timothy chapter 4 verse 5 stocking about food okay and then very interestingly it talks about the moment said everything that god created is good and is made holy by the word of god and prayer in first timothy chapter 4 verse 4 for everything created by god is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving mm-hmm. for it is made for so now he's saying he's giving the reasoning for it okay go on for it is made holy for it is made holy huh? by the word by god. the word of god and prayer and prayer something happens when you come by the word of god and prayer word of god and prayer word of god and prayer hearing the word of god and praying in the spirit yes when you combine that there is a consecration that takes place your spirit is purified it is made holy and the lord lives among the holy the lord descends you become a vessel that can now carry the glory of god that is why the enemy hates you listening to the word that is why the enemy has made our generation get used to 20 minutes of preaching 40 minutes is too long and are you feel like you have done a favor to the lord and yet the apostles would sit all night teaching the word till early till sunrise because they understood something prayer and the word is what purifies us prayer and the word is what makes us holy this is what brings the nearness of god in our lives say so let us dedicate ourselves commit ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word so the ministry of the word includes reading it the ministry of the word includes listening So don't just limit it to somebody preaching there. How much are you with the Lord? This week, how much are you with the Lord? If you don't want the lies of the enemy to come into you, if you don't want to be examined in your spiritual life and said that there is no God in you, that there is only lies, then show me how much time you have spent at the word of God. this week show me not just how much you have read because many people they read just for the sake of arguments they read just so for the sake of intellect but show me the amount of time you have read have you sought the lord in prayer that combination is what makes your journey close We are, I will close with this.
we are in a generation where prayer and bible reading has become a lot less but this week you will be set apart this week your light will shine bright this week you will go forth as the hand of god you will not be going somewhere because they have invited you you will be going there because the lord is sending you and this word is going to make all the difference in your life so before i am sent out can i stay at the feet of jesus can i stay soaking in the word can i hear the word a few times this week and not be bored then the life of god is going to manifest through you and where you go you're going to see results i'm excited for you you will be known as a genuine child of god there will be no lies that will be found in you your light will shine bright because you chose to be with him this week i want you to tell the lord there will be no minute no hour that i will not be found away from you every hour keep on checking am i with the lord if you're watching a movie if you're with a friends if you are at a party if you are at a dinner keep on looking am i with the lord because that is the highest priority of a child of god to be with the lord there is such a unique presence of god right now there is a grace available that you may receive an impartation to be near him please wherever you are get into a posture of prayer wherever you are please put your hands on your heart wherever you are begin to lift your voice and say lord jesus jesus i desire to be where you are i want to reprioritize my life and i want to be one of those that you desire I receive this fresh grace to be where you are in the name of Jesus shout the best amen you can wherever you are watching la kubuni karavra keseketeke zobra kapol rianta prokusia lendo prokusere bere 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 you will be counted among his beloved apostles 
That is what I'm hearing in the spirit. You will hear the voice from heaven that this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. That will be said about you this week. That will be said about you. Because you know, you know, you know the secret place. You know the source. People of God, it is well with you. The word has come to you. You are blessed. Man of God, it never ceases to amaze me how we seem to be served so much with only half a verse. It never ends, and may it never end. People of God, you have heard and you have received the voice of God in your homes and in your spirits. This week, we are the beloved of our Lord Master, Jesus Christ. It is time to locate His feet. This week, can you be determined that with the zeal and with the fire that is burning and growing in your spirit right now, can you be diligent to maintain that this week and stay at the feet of Jesus? This is your week to shine. <music> <laughs>